The Real Men Connect podcast is blessed to have the Basic Solutions Group as one of our ministry partners. The Basic Solutions Group is one of the leading app creators for ministries worldwide. So whether you want to increase your ministry's reach, maximize your impact, or multiply your message, then check out the Basic Solutions Group at basicsolutionsgroup.com. And to see what they can do for you, just go to your app store and download the Real Men Connect app for free on any iPhone, Android, mobile device, or tablet. Just go to your app store and type in the word Real Men Connect. That's one word, no spaces. Welcome to Real Men Connect. Are you ready to be the extraordinary man, husband, father, and leader God called and created you to be? Then get ready to receive wisdom and guidance from some of the country's most respected men of faith as you learn everything you need to know to go from good man to great man God's way. No judgment, no shame. Just real men with real challenges seeking real change. All for God's glory. Hello, mighty men of God, and welcome to the Real Men Connect podcast, where we help good men become great men God's way. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Martin, and every week we interview some of the nation's most respected and accomplished men of faith to find out what it really takes to become the kind of husband, father, and spiritual leader God called and created us to be. Each interview session is packed with practical, proven biblical principles you can immediately apply in your relationships, on your job, and in your community. Today, we have back with us Eric Terry Sr., who is a certified marriage coach and relationship specialist. And he's also the author of Real Talk, The Making of a Man. Eric has been an ordained minister for over the past 20 years, and he's happily married to his soulmate, Deborah. Together, they operate Real Talk Consulting, a multi-service firm that focuses on building and maintaining healthy relationships. Eric is also one of our faculty members in Real Men University, which is our private closed group social media page for men, where he teaches a lesson every week on men and marriage. Now, this episode is part two of my discussion with Eric. For some reason, I thought I could interview him about how to communicate about sex with our wives in one episode. How crazy was that, Eric? <laughs> and that didn't work out. He's like, Dr. Phil says, how did that work out for you? Yeah, how did that work out for you? <laughs> so I decided to invite Eric back to the show again to continue our discussion and dive a little bit deeper into this very sensitive topic. Now, in the last episode, Eric talked about why men struggle talking about sex, how to build and reestablish trust in your marriage so you can feel confident and safe talking about sex with your wives, how to start a conversation about sex, and what information you should or shouldn't share with your wives when it comes to sex. Now, during our conversation, Eric brought up the fact that intimacy with our wives comes before sex with our wives. So I want him to talk more about that a little bit, along with some other communication challenges when it comes to the issue of sex. So, Eric, thanks for agreeing back to be agreeing to be back on the show again with us, man. And thank you for um, taking time out of your busy schedule because I was remiss and not a lot enough time to do this, man. Thank you for continuing this discussion, man. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, man, I'm excited too, man. This, this thing got me hyped last, you know, last time, so I'm excited to be back. And man, I tell you, and, and I'm going to spend the rest of the time just getting to the questions uh, because, you know, and I, you, who knows, I may even do man up with you um, and with this topic in mind to get us okay. to air some of your dirty laundry <laughs> when oh, it comes oh. to it. <laughs> but um, but let's 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 start at the beginning because, you know, they can always go back and listen because we covered a lot of ground. I actually listened um, to the show um, again in order to prepare my notes for this continued discussion. And I was very, very pleased with um, some of the things that we covered, even though we didn't cover everything I wanted to. But before we get into the intimacy issues, because that's the thing that kind of made me think, wow, we need to do another show. Um, you mentioned um, about how much she requires, how much we desire and that, that kind of thing. But 
I want to start and let's jump right into but what if our sex drives are incompatible? How do you find kind of like a happy medium between both of you that you're both happy and somewhat satisfied? Because, you know, you may want it more than she does or she may want more than you do. She's a night person. You're a morning person or whatever it may be. How how do you how do you um, reconcile that incompatibility? Yeah, man, that's actually probably one of the number one issues when it comes to uh, marriage and sex or and even intimacy. It's really boils down to the communication. Again, it goes back to that as always um, about those things. But it's about being real. Again, like we said last time, you've got to be open. You've got to be honest. But what you really have to do, Joe, is you have to sit down and I, I have to take a, a term that you gave me uh, a few uh, episodes ago about you and Tanya's rules of engagement. <laughs> And you really have to be able to sit down and discuss these things. You know, seriously, you have to cultivate this. It's it's cultivating the intimacy, but it's cultivating the communication skills in order to feel comfortable talking about these things. So if let's say, for instance, the, the incompatibility, one has a very low sex drive, one has you know a very high sex drive. So what we have to do is at some point we have to sit down and say, okay, what is, when it comes to the person who has the higher sex drive, you have to ask them, what's the minimum you can, you could deal with? So if, if we talk about frequency, what, what's the minimum you can deal with? And then it's up to the other person then to say, okay, if that's your minimum, I'm going to at least attempt to go slightly above that. You see, you see what I'm saying? That way we're, we're kind of getting a balance on this thing. But it's really about having the communication because here's the thing. Some of this stuff shifts. It changes. As we get older, that frequency is going to change. Um, at least I, he I, hopes. I, I, right. right. <laughs> well, hey, and, and in some cases these days, he, at least he hopes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, because I've had some situations in, with couples that I've that we've that we've coached, you know, where. The man hasn't had a, a a drive. He hasn't had a sex drive. And it's because of he's working, he's stressed, he's on medication, he has health problems that's causing issues. And those are the kind of things, man, when you get into health issues and medications and stress and all these things, you as a spouse have to do whatever you can to try to limit those issues or those stressors. Uh, let me give you an example. Um <laughs> my ex-wife Joe, one of her biggest things, first off, I did not understand love languages at the time. I knew her love language was acts of service, but ignorant, immature me uh, <laughs> did not understand that she really needed me to do things, help her run the house, those type things. So, of course, here I was trying to speak my love language of words of affirmation to her, wondering why I wasn't getting the result. Here's the thing. Once I noticed and understood what the love language was, the moment I came, she came home and dinner was cooked, the kid house was clean, clothes were washed. Guess what? She no longer had the excuse. I'm tired because she came home and everything's done. Everything that she would normally come home and do after work was done. And it was kind of funny because it put that ball back in her court to say, oh, now what are you going to say? You know, <laughs> what's going to be the excuse now? You know, and but it it helped me to realize in order for me 
to keep down her stress level in order for me to to be able to receive what it is I'm I'm looking for from her in this situation I've got to take I got to like take some things off her in other words I got to sit down I got to make sure I take the time to listen to what's going on with her I got to listen to her body when she when she's telling me you know she's not feeling well or so something's going on I need to know these things um it's key to part to that communication to once you noticing that the stressors and things that's causing it, you've got to be able to manage it in order to make, uh, make up the difference in your, uh, in the compatibility. Yeah. You know, and the thing is that, and because what I'm also hearing you saying, Eric is also that, that there has to be some type of compromise on it. And, and I like how you said that with, if, you know, if you have a certain, uh, the minimum that you have that, you know, try to go a little bit above that, or I guess in a sense, maybe even go a little bit below it for the other person, you know, so, but you're showing that, Hey, I'm making an effort, you know, and that, that compatibility. Now you're talking about frequency, but let's look at, um, in that same vein, um, different times of the day. And, and I'll, I'll start with it. My, I'm a night person, man. I, you know, I, I'm a night person. Tanya, for some crazy reason is a morning person. And she, <laughs> And I'm a frequency person. I, I, I want it more than she does. OK, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so so I had to come. But I'm thinking, is there a way that both of us can have our needs met <laughs> that, that I don't have to always be in the morning time? And she doesn't always have to be at night because she goes to bed early. And, and you know, and now I've go, I made sure that I go to bed early, especially if I want some. I'm going to bed earlier now. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still struggling with that morning thing, man. That that kills me. So how, how do you reconcile that? You know, again, man, it, it, it's a give and take. It's, it's still that compromise because and I think I think when you see the effort on the other end, it makes it a little easier for you to give. It, it's real important for for there to be. um that compromise that you, that you just said, but it's like, once I see you making the effort to go outside your comfort zone, it now makes me more willing and more open to go outside of mine. So now we can, we can have a, we can meet a, at in the middle and have a medium. But I think that's the key, man. It really comes down to us talking about it, having the discussion, making sure that the other one knows. Because I, here's the thing, Joe. I've had some conversations with couples, man, that that have had the same problem. But the problem is, we'll sit down and talk, and as they're telling me, yeah, as as the wife is telling me what she's needing and what she's looking for, I'm looking at the husband's face, and this is stuff he's never heard, and and vice versa. And I'm looking at them, going, "Have you ever had this conversation?" And they go, "Well, we've talked about it." And I'll say, did you talk about it or did you talk around it? And most times, nine times out of 10, they'll say, well, you know, we we, we kind of talked around it. We we kind of hinted. I said, listen, don't hint. Don't do that. I, I tell my, my ladies, all to our wives, do, we don't do well with hints. Stop that. You know, we don't make us guess. Don't make us be mind readers. Tell us what it is you're needing. And I think a lot of times, Joe, that's what we're faced with. Because we're afraid or ashamed or insecure, uh, uh, too insecure to have the conversation, what we end up doing is depending on the other person or depending on what we've known from the past. And it's not going to be the same. Every situation, every person is going to be different. So you've got to have that um, that time where you can actually have the conversation. But then recognize it and make the compromise. I'll give you an example. You know, like as, as we stated in the last episode, you know, Deborah was sick the majority of last year. 
Well, brother, let me just be honest. Uh, wasn't nothing going on last year, okay? I mean, man, my wife was sick. And I mean, to the point where there were days where she could not breathe. So, you know, no matter how horny her husband was, uh, sex was not happening. I mean, it, it wasn't. She was not physically able. So she said something this year that really it really blessed me as a husband. And I think every man can understand this. She said, I, I, I started to notice that the frequency and not only the frequency had increased, but her initiating had increased. And I went, Whoa, wait a minute. And she said, I made the decision that says that I have days where I'm up and days where I'm down on the days that I'm up. I am making a point to take care of my husband. Brother, listen, let me tell you something that made me as a husband. I'm I'm in my head. I'm thinking, what does she need done right now? <laughs> <laughs> Want me to do the laundry, the dishes? <laughs> I'm, doing it all. I'm cooking dinner. I, what, what, what. Matter of fact, let's just go out. I'm, I'm taking you out. That's right. You don't have to cook anything. You gotta cook nothing. Let's go. Because it showed. But see what it did, man. It showed me that she was trying. There was an attempt. Now, here's the thing. With my sexual drive being higher it, anyway, and now you have the, the the illnesses coming in to kind of, you know, make it even worse. It made me, I, it wasn't even like I had to go, well, okay, I guess I won't bother her. It wasn't like that. I, man, my, my body just automatically said, sh- you know, shut down. It wasn't that that drive went away. It's just that it was focused somewhere else. It was focused on taking care of her. So now that her, you know, her drive is coming back, she's feeling better. And for her to make that statement, man, it really took it to another level for me. So that that compromise on her end to say, when I feel better, I'm going to make sure this happens. And and I, listen, I'll be honest with you. There were, <laughs> there's been some weeks where her ability or her feeling better increased so much. The brother, that was days I was looking at her going, girl, ain't I on time? <laughs> Take some time off. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I didn't say that. <laughs> I hear I kept, you, man. I kept my mouth shut and received my blessing. But so, you know, Eric, what, I, what I'm hearing from you, and this, this, this is also helping me personally, too, um, is that what you're saying is that when when we're not on the same plane where we, you know, OK, she wants this, but I want that um, this this she wants it this time and not this time or whatever is that if we go the extra mile to say you know what i'm going to do for her that she's going to um more than likely if she's if you have a good woman she's going to reciprocate and say wow he is making an effort because i'm I'm speaking in my situation so if i die to myself and say you know what okay i'm gonna try to become a morning person more often and then she'll say, so when the nighttime comes, she'll say, well, Joe has been doing. <laughs> exactly. And so that's basically what you're saying. It, exactly. I think because really what it boils down to, you know, we know the job of the husband is to make sure the wife's every need is taken care of. The job of the wife is to make sure that every need of the husband is taken care of. Now, that that is in, that includes sexually. So. When it comes to that and we're making those efforts, you're right. It should trigger something and say, man, he's doing better or she's doing better. I, I need to do this. You know, what can I do to? And, and listen, and I tell men all the time, if you don't know, if if she has made a change and you see it and you recognize it, let, you know, let her know. 
baby, I really appreciate you doing it. I really appreciate you making this effort and, and changing. And man, it doesn't have to be. Sometimes that can be an uncomfortable conversation, even if you're just thanking them, because it feels weird to thank your spouse. for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, to do that, because at least it's letting them know that you acknowledge that there's been a change. And, and and Deborah and I, you know, we're silly. We'll do it through a text and go, girl, and just put, you know, a, you know, a bunch of little smiley faces. <laughs> with and, and she already knows. She knows yeah. exactly what that means. And you know what? Now, it's it's boosted her confidence. It's reminded her that I still find her attractive, no matter what the state. You know, we talked about the changes in that last time. So, you know, it, it puts all that in perspective, man, but it's it's really a an accumulation of all those things to be able to address those issues and be able to do it on a, on a plane where, like you said, we're on the same page and we know where we're going. You know, and Eric, you, you're kind of alluding to um, the intimacy issues, and we're going to spend the rest of the show in a, in a little bit talking about that because it is so important. And when you made that statement on the last episode about intimacy precedes sex, um all the women out there who are listening, I mean, you can even hear them if you if you squint, if you kind of <laughs> concentrate a little bit longer, you can probably hear them saying, hallelujah, amen, brother. I'm right. And they're probably sending you checks right now. I'm looking that. for them. I'm looking for them. <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. I, and we know this. Any man yeah. who's been married for any length of time knows that is true. It's just very frustrating. But I'm going to, um, before we get to that, because um, and, and, and I know I can't be the only one. Okay, so I so they can do whatever they can say whatever they want to say about me. I can't be the only one struggling with this. And the thing is, we know the the DNA of most men is that we want to succeed. We want success. We want confident. We want to be feel confident about what we do. But what happens when um, when you want sex from your wife, you want to communicate, you want to make love, but yet she doesn't want to and she turns you down. How are there certain ways that you should respond to what I guess what's a better way to respond other than to put your thumb in your mouth and go into a corner and start pouting? <laughs> you know, I'm not right. saying I do that, Ooh, but right. <laughs> it just kind of feels like there's yeah, it feels like it sometimes. I feel like I'm a little <laughs> child again. And, but and also at the same time, if you've experienced any type of rejection in your past, those kind of things start to flare up. And then you get a little bit even timid and afraid to ask because you don't want to be shot down, even if she's doing it in the nicest way. You know, because Tanya, you know, she lets me down easy and nice, but it doesn't mean I don't take it personally still sometimes. So I want to get over myself and my feelings and I can't be the only guy out there. What advice would you give us? And when she's not in the mood and you, we want to still, you know, not pout about it, but say it's OK. I, I, I understand. How do we do that? <sighs> Joe, <laughs> let, let, let me let me start off by saying this. No, you're not alone because you're talking to another one. OK, <laughs> brother, listen, it's still you like, oh, man. man. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to tell you, and I, I know I'm Joe, I'm probably it's just like I'm getting I'm going to get them checks from the women. I'm going to get some letters from the guys on this. OK, <laughs> here is one of the things that I personally started doing. When I was in the mood and she was not, when when she when you know, or or let's let me give you another way, and I guarantee you there's some men that have experienced this. We start talking about it in the morning. Oh. What's gonna happen when we get home? <laughs> yeah. oh, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. Now it is evening time. We are at the house uh, and we have thought about nothing all, all day, day long. long. Yep. But what yep. we what we've been saying mm -hmm. now. We get home 
And in between that last little sexy text or last little sexy conversation, she's had a work day. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it, she's had a day. It's, it's been rough. And, you know, for us, <laughs> for most guys, it doesn't matter what happens throughout our day. At the end of the no, day, that's, that's right. we, we <laughs> still want that because that's going to help fix all of that. We could care less. <laughs> right. It's like eat whatever's on your plate because dessert is coming. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. That's so, right. so you get home, and now in that moment, as much as it frustrated me physically, as much as it bothered me, and maybe even kind of tapped that ego in me a little bit, mm-hmm. here is something I did. When I got home and I and I could see in her face, oh, it's done changed. Something done happened today. I could listen. I got to the point I used to tell Deborah, don't, just don't even tell me, just because. Right, don't, <laughs> don't say anything. Don't, no. don't build it up, you no, know, no, and no, it no. just be let me down. Don't get but, my hopes up. Don't get my, don't my, get my hopes up. <laughs> right. But in those cases, what I would do is <clears throat> I would come home and realize, okay, she's had a day. This is not happening. <laughs> just just going to accept that. We can't change that. Let's let's just let's deal with this now. That's when. I would flip on, flip from sex to the intimacy because now I had to make a change. I had to show her that I wasn't alienating myself from her because now she can't give me what she promised me. But now here, here I've changed my motive. Now I'm coming to see to say, okay, you've had a rough day. Now it's about me providing something you need. And what she's needing at that moment is to just sit and watch TV and lay on my chest. Lay across my lap, have my arm around her. Dude, listen, my wife has gotten to the point now, and and she jokes about this. Uh, um, a good friend of hers has a Avon. She sells Avon, and she loves this one particular cologne that she bought me years ago, and she still loves it. So I, she realized she started smelling something else one day and realized I was out. Man, she called that girl and bought three, four bottles of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so now I got it all over the house. Right. And every morning when I get up, take my shower. She goes in the bathroom after me. She's like, I love smelling that cologne. Mm-hmm. On those days when I would have those moments and something would change, I would come home and spray that cologne right in the spot where I know she would lay on my wow. chest. Man, <laughs> man, listen, brother, it's it's this hard work, doc. <laughs> these, these are the kind of things that pe- these are the kind of things that when people say marriage is difficult, these are the kind of things that make it difficult. Right. Because you have to, you have to become a selfless person. Now, Joe, you know, mm-hmm. if we go back to that person that we talked about, that was not the guy who was praying on his chest. Right. That's that toe up from the floor up, dude. He <laughs> wasn't thinking like that. So I had to grow to this man. It's taking some time, and it's it's still work. It's still work. You, you, this is a blessing to me, and I, and I figure if I'm being blessed, it's got to be men out there being blessed. Because while you were saying that, this is what I wrote down, and now I want you to use this phrase when you're working with couples now when they bring up this issue again about, but she telling me she doesn't want to. And I was, this is what I put down here. Go from expectation to intimacy because that's what we're, we're expecting sex. We're expecting that, boy, I'm going to spend some, some, well, some physical time with my wife. And that's the expectation. You're already thinking in your head, what you going to do. <laughs> and so take the, you know, and cause I often tell men that expectation usually leads to frustration. That's why when you're in a relationship, um, you have to kind of die, like you said, die to yourself and your selfish tendencies. So I'm putting there, if you have an expectation of sex, um, don't look at it as rejection. Go from expectation to intimacy, that shift to intimacy. And I can tell you right now, Tanya's going to write you a check 
for that <laughs> because I never thought about it that way. All I'm thinking about, you know, because, you know, and I'm just being real with you, Eric. I'm thinking when I don't I know I don't want to act like a baby and pout about it. So I'm white knuckling and saying, OK, Joe, don't walk around with attitude. Don't walk around right. with attitude. Don't walk around. Right. I ain't thinking intimacy. I'm thinking my attitude. Joe, right. don't let it show that, you know, don't show that you're upset because she's going to get upset because you're upset and you're going to, you know. And so I needed to hear that because now I'm going to, OK, that reminds me to um, flick the switch to intimacy. And I know something about intimacy. I just don't feel like doing it at that moment. <laughs> And this is how bad, this is how bad I got it. Now, you know, my wife, you know, we own a, a fitness studio. We do fitness. And Tanya does about five workouts a day. And she's not sitting there just barking out instruction or watching her trainers bark out instruction. She gets in there and she does it with them, which is crazy to me that she does that. But she enjoys it. You know, more, more power to her. I do one and I'm done. You know, but she does five classes a day. And when she would get home and she'd be extremely tired because, like you said, she's texting me during the day. I'm texting her back and I'm all getting all excited and everything. And I'm, you know, getting all lathered, hot lathered. <laughs> and then I see it come. Oh, I am so tired. <laughs> boy, you Joe, know. you want me to lead a clap? Boy, we had a killer work. So I hear the word killer workout. Oh, boy. <laughs> she done just killed the mood, right? <laughs> I think we're not going to do anything. But I'm going to tell you how bad it is. So, again, remember I tell you the attitude thing. I'm trying to get my attitude in check. And I, I'm going to just tell you straight up, Eric. When she tells me, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't care how many people she blessing with that studio. We can close it down. She doesn't have to do that. She can get. Uh, we can do something else. But that we. This is no. This affected my sex life. I don't want to. And you know how much she loves doing what she does. I mean, it's her passion. She loves. It's her ministry. And I ain't gonna even lie to you, man. I'm a man of God, but I'm like, come on, God. Now this. She don't have to do that. She can serve you in other ways. She doesn't have to do it that way. And but now you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say that in my head anymore. I'm just going to flip the script. Like you said, go from expectation to Joe meet her needs. Now, listen, because you know what it does? It, it, you go from, oh man. Okay. All right. Holy spirit. Joe, here's, here's what happens. You go from being a king waiting on the expectations to being a servant. And, and we, and we both know the servanthood is part of being a king. It's part of being leader. I mean, that's where as a husband, I think a lot of times we mess up. I know that's where I've messed up. It's because I'm waiting on things to happen the way I want them to happen. And when they don't, I'm upset. But I have to realize I've got to think there are other people that, that are involved. There are other people who had expectations too. But now what can I do to kind of soothe this and keep things? Because, man, listen, if we're not careful, those simple things like that, when they keep adding up, all it takes is a small disagreement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, that will come up in conversation. And now yep. it's out of proportion. And, and, and when you think back at it and think, well, we, why did we get to arguing? And you start thinking about what the actual argument was about. Man, that's when you're looking at yourself going, did, we, did I do that? Did we just have that conversation? Mm -hmm. But it's about, man, making that switch to, to be becoming a certain, instead of expecting something her to be, instead of expecting to be served, we now change it and i like that i'm gonna use that one <laughs> go from being the king to being a servant i love that man that is awesome you know i, I keep thinking you know we you know i guess we as as men we do require intimacy too just in different ways and so we're but we're not 
much craving it as much as they do when it comes to the the physical part of it. But I will share this with you what Tanya does. This is, I think, her way of because I'm not I don't need a hug when she wants you know I want sex you know. But if she did you know and Tanya's gonna get mad for I'm sharing this with you, but I'm gonna tell you anyway because it, it, it's a running joke now in our family. But right. she but she probably didn't want me to tell anybody about it. I'm sure. Now you know Tanya's a health nut. You know she she she's fitness eat right all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, when the weekend comes, she doesn't have classes. Okay, boy, we're going to get it on. This is going to be great. Everything awesome. I already, I know when we're not going to have sex, when she says, baby, um, you know, do you want to pick up some Krispy Kreme donuts for you while I'm out? <laughs> right? Or something that's sweet. And if it's junk food that she's offering to bring home to me, and she knows I want it, but she doesn't allow me to eat it during the week. Right? right, right. So when she brings, when she offers that and she'll see me look at her, I say, Oh, guess we ain't having sex tonight, are we? <laughs> why you say, Joe? Why do you say that? I say, because anytime you offer me something sweet on the week, there is no sex. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> but see, but the thing is, she knows I love Krispy Kreme, and I tell people, I say, I love Krispy Kreme donuts so much, man. I said it's like eating baby angels. I mean, I love them, you know. And and the thing is, my family knows that's my weakness is Krispy Kreme donuts, and if you put it in front of me, I'll eat a whole box. Right in front of me, and okay. after I just ate Thanksgiving dinner, you know, it doesn't matter. Don't let them be hot. Okay. Oh, don't let them be hot. Don't let them be hot. And so, whenever she's offering me ice cream, or especially she knows I love cookies and cream, ice cream, or donuts, I'm like, oh man. And of course, you know what I say? Yeah, go get it. Go get it. Yeah, bring it on. Right, right, right. But now I'm, I learned just from you now. Now, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and let her get me the Krispy Kreme donuts and the ice cream or whatever she's offering. And then guess what I'll do? Now, I'll go into my servant mode. All right. That's what I'll do. I eat my donuts while she has her head on my chest. That's what I do. <laughs> this is crazy, I tell you, man. Yeah, but anyway, let me get off me because now I'm being selfish, monopolizing the conversation, asking you <laughs> sitting on a therapist's couch. But um, let me let, let me switch it. Let me switch it now. Um we because I know somebody out there wants me to ask you this. Now let's talk about okay. Both of you agree to it. Okay, you're you're right on good on the frequency. You're good on the time of the day, and she's not rejecting you. You're not taking it personally. Everything's good. Everything's great. But you, as a man, and I'm sure maybe women are this way too. But we're speaking from a male's perspective that. Men, we want vari- we may want variety and we want to do something different in the act. How do you communicate that to your wife without scaring the living daylights out of her and freaking out? <laughs> and, and also without her becoming self-conscious, you know, and asking you like a million questions like she's auditing you for tax returns or something. Right. Now, how, how do you how do you bring that bring that up or should we bring it up at all? I, you know, I think you have to, You ha- especially if, if things are changing. Uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say um, you're, let's say you're normally it's the same position. And as a man, we're like, okay, this is be- it's becoming routine. We've got to make sure that we relay that information. And, and listen, here, here's what I did, Joe. And I'm, I'm telling you, my wife tells me all the time. She said, you slick. You think you slick. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <clears throat> but here's what I do, man. I turn it around and ask her, baby, what can we do different so that sex doesn't become routine for you? So now it puts her thinking about it and asking. She's like, well, you know, I was kind of thinking. So, so maybe, you know, if we, okay, so watch this. She might even say what I'm thinking. 
Because, Joe, listen, and, and I, I try to tell all my guys this. God really had to show me. He said, "You're." I was praying him one time. He said, you keep praying and asking me for a discerning spirit and, and for insight on some of these things. He said, and I gave it to you in your wife. So he said, if you just give her a little bit of the information that I'm giving you, he says, she will take it and multiply it. So so here's what I started doing. I would go to her and say, you know, baby, I've been thinking about doing this, this, this. And I'll just drop these little seeds that I had. Man, before I know it, my wife has come back with five, six more things added to this. Well, baby, you know, we can do this. We can. (laughs) And I'm like, wow. So I'm doing that from a business standpoint as far as how we can, you know, push real talk and how we can do this and help our couples. And all of a sudden, God said, why aren't you using it for your marriage? Why aren't you using it for you? You use it to help other couples, but you're not even using this for your end for the stuff you're dealing with. And I went, whoa, okay. So I would go to her and say, baby, what can we do? I want to make sure that, you know, we, we talking about for life here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're not talking 10 more years. No, we're talking about for life. Right. So I want to make sure what can I do differently? But you know, so that, that's good. And see, all this is about, but you got to open your mouth and communicate. You got to establish that, that trust and that safe place, like you said, shared in the last episode for all this stuff takes place. And and what I like the way you're explaining it, Eric, that this does not, yes, it's, it's work, but it doesn't have to be, it can be fun. It can be fun exploring, sharing, laughing about it, joking about it. Cause like I tell you, we joke about the, um, the sweets when she offered me sweets and, but it's fun that the fact is it'd be different if we weren't even talking about it. They, and I'm like, I, I just want her to know that I, I peep your game. I know what you're doing. Like, don't, don't think that you like your wife tell you, Deborah tell you, oh, yeah. you think you're being slick. I'm looking at Tanya like, you think you're being slick. I know why you offer me Christmas green donuts. <laughs> now, now I'm going to hear probably from guys who are here locally in Chattanooga probably say, Joe, Christmas green donuts. <laughs> I tell you, man. But anyway, now uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the time and, I'm, and I still want to get to the intimacy I issues. Know, I know. But I got to ask this question, though, sure. because you're telling us what to do and some of the things I mean, I've, I've written down some already some notes, things to say, how to say it, which is great because we don't always have the right words to say, but we have a good heart and intentions of doing the right thing. We just kind of put our foot in our mouths a lot. Tell us what things should we not say uh, when we're communicating with our wives about sex, about anything when it comes to sex that are immediate, like, I guess, buzz kills or whatever you want to call it. Or intimacy killing issues, or what can we? What are taboos to avoid? Don't say these things to your wife, <laughs> Joe. Never ever in life do you ever want to compare her to your ex. Oh, yeah. Don't bring up what somebody else did for you or to you. Don't <laughs> or allowed you to do to them. Listen, we dig a hole sometimes by just, and sometimes we don't even. We're not doing it trying to be you know funny but we're we're just talking and it just oh man well you know you know like we you know we're forgetting like we're talking to one of our boys yeah, you know <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah this ain't your boy don't, don't she don't even know that don't go there you know um bringing up somebody from your past to talk about or compare what this person did and what you're wanting this person to do man that's not you don't you don't want to go there. That's an area you don't want to tread because you're now opening up. You first off, you're bringing someone else into the into the fold, and it may just be mentally. But that man, that mental, that thing can mess you up. It can block you and keep you from what you what you're trying to do. But most importantly, 
if if her number one fear is rejection, hoping that you just receive her, that you you're not thinking about anybody else, you're not wanting anybody else. If you start to bring up other people from your past, she is immediately going to begin to compare herself. Mm-hmm. Well, she was smaller than I was. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's what he really wants. So she was thicker than I was. Maybe that's what he wants. We need to make sure that we stay away from that. Uh, never bring it up anyone else that we've been with in our past. Um, and listen, and don't go asking questions you don't want answers to. And, and let me get let me get this one. I mean, I actually had I had a couple do this in in, in a session in front of me, and I went, "Whoa, time out, stop!" Because <laughs> not only did the conversation go well, you know, so and so, you know, you should do this, you, you know, and all of a sudden he and he he did it, he he initiated it, and as soon as he did, I saw her face change, and I went, "Oh God." Because she came back and said, well, I mean, you know, when my exes, you know, were more more well endowed, man, if you could have seen this brother's face and I I stopped him immediately and I said, if you were feeling any kind of way right now, it's your own fault. (laughs) Because you should have. And mind you, I had just said this. I had just said do not bring up past relationships. Do not bring up past sex partners. And that brought him to start asking questions that he, that again, I just said, avoid. He started asking things he didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come to find out she, she, she had a past. She had a real past. Right. And he didn't know about a lot of stuff up to that point. Well, guess what? Now he does. Mm-hmm. Because she just let it out all because he kept blaming her or calling her out to the carpet on stuff that she had done or wouldn't do. And now all of a sudden she let him have it. And I went, whoa, you know, wait a minute, guys, we, we got to We got to pull this back. Mm-hmm. And it took them a minute to work through that. They're they're still together. Thank God. And they're still they're good. So um, I wrote this down, what you're saying here. And, and it's so important that men um, listen to this, that. Because Tanya explained it to me the best way, and and I didn't understand. I'm like, when she told me, I was like, Tanya, please tell me that's not true. And she had, we had gone to a men's conference, ironically, that I was getting some training on disciple making and that kind of thing. And they had a session just for women, and it was led by women. And so while our wives were at this conference, they had something just for the ladies. And Tanya came back with this book, and it's an awesome book um, called Craving Grace. Craving Grace um, is written by a female. And Tanya said, Joe, I just learned something that just that just struck me. I said, what's that? She says, um, that, you know, how he said, what's men's biggest struggle when it comes to, you know, them being a man? I said, lust, you know, dealing with lust issue. That's the biggest temptation. She says, Joe, what I learned is that um, a woman's battle with comparison is just as bad as men's struggle with lust. Wow. I said, Tanya, please don't tell me that's true. Remember, she works in fitness. And she said, Joe, I finally get it now. She said, Joe, you always talk about the lust thing with men and how women need to understand that they need to help protect their husbands uh, from situations. She said, Joe, I didn't, re- you know, I just realized now that our biggest issue is comparison that women do it all the time. She said, but I didn't know how bad it was until I got around a group of these women who were being honest and transparent about it, talking about stuff they wouldn't talk about around their husbands. He said, and Joe, that's when I got it, that our battle with comparison as women is as bad as your compar- as bad as your battle with lust. And I'm like, wow. And I think if the men out there listen to this and they understand this, they will have more compassion for their wives 
and they will listen to their wives. And then, like you just said, Eric, certain things you just do not do and communicate with. You don't compare her to other women, especially your ex-wife or your ex-girlfriends. Don't compare about stuff to other women used to do in the past. And I love what you said. Don't ask a question you're not ready um, for the answer for. And I told you, Tanya mentioned that before. And last, I told you on the last episode about she says she always asks her girlfriends, uh, OK, before you ask me, what are you going to do when you find out the answer? Let me tell you something. I, I had that conversation with Deborah after the last show. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, she said, whoa. Mm-hmm. She said you're right. She said, and and she don't she doesn't she's not one to ask questions like that. But she said, I've always wondered, what are you gonna do with it? You know, what are you gonna do with that when you get it? Well, I mean, what what good is it gonna do you? Right. You know, what is it gonna fix? What is it gonna repair? You know, what what's what resolution is it gonna bring? And she said, none. She said, I totally agree with her. Yeah, but Joe, there's certain things I just gotta know. I just wanna know. My thing is this: if you're gonna ask a question of your wife. Um, or even if you're if your daughter, if you don't have a battle plan on how you're going to respond, trust me, the devil has a battle plan for you. Man, because the, the devil's going to go at you if you don't have a battle plan. He has a battle plan to destroy us. You better have yeah. a battle plan to deal with that answer yeah. that you get. Absolutely. So I don't ask a lot of questions because <laughs> I'm not ready. Absolutely. You know, but you know, I'm looking at the time, Eric, and we got to jump into the intimacy thing because this is so important. Because sex is not going to happen until you first build intimacy with your wife. So let's kind of you know you even alluded to some of the things already about um, communicating intimacy with um, with showing appreciation and acknowledging her. But give us some more practical things that we can apply to start building that intimacy. Joe, the first thing is this. It, there's there's one thing that I promise you, you guys can, we can go home, every last one of us can go home and do this today. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a research done a few years ago that said that most, the average couple spends four minutes Notice what I just said. Four minutes of uninterrupted time or conversation together in a day. Four minutes. We're talking about in a 24 hour period. All you got is four minutes. We got to set aside some time because the only way we're going to get better about our communication if is if we spend time communicating. So, and Eric, let me let me interrupt you just for a second there yeah. because I want the men because you what you bring up is a very important point, and I can hear men saying right now, but oh, but I know I communicate with my wife more than four minutes a day. It, we're talking about meaningful communication. Meaningful. We're not talking about okay, how the kids doing, and did you pay bill. that bill? Right. You know, did the did the cable guy come by? No, you're talking about meaningful communication because I've I've read a similar study to that. And what we think is communication is not really communication. It's talking at the person, not with the person. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. I just wanted guys out there not to try to say, oh, I don't have to worry about it. No, you're fine. You're right. And I was getting ready to say 15 to 20 minutes per day, uninterrupted conversation. Mm -hmm. This means turn the phone off. Right. Leave the TV off. Turn some music on. You know, my wife and I jazz and that. I just bought a little Bluetooth speaker for you know for us to take with us when we do events. I told everybody, I'm getting one of these for the bedroom. Um, <laughs> so you know, but we're talking about these little things, man. And and the key is, you need that time because the more you can spend that time talking and really getting to know who she is, because I don't care how long you've been together, things change. So find out, talk, just talk to her. You'll be amazed at what they'll be able to open up and tell us, but it's about having honest conversation. Again, like you said, not just talking about the kids, not just talking about bills, not just talking about how bad your day was, but let's tell me some good, baby. What you, what have you been dreaming about lately? What do you, what do you want to do? What do you, what would you like to travel in the next five years? Let's, you know, start, 
you know, talking on those levels and watch the intimacy really begin to 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 evolve. You'll see and, and you'll find more things um, to 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 be able to help build that even more. Um, I think another thing, Joe, is really spending time together. And this is something Deborah and I used to do. She we did a lot up until she got sick, and we're really trying to get back to this now. Um, at least, at least one overnight um, trip. Let's you know, for us, you know, being in Chattanooga, you know, going to Gatlinburg, going to Pittsburgh, hang out, you know, overnight. At least every couple of months. That's not a whole lot to ask, and it doesn't have to be anything major. Just to get away, get a change of scenery. But during this time, and this is this is the key during this time, it's not about the attractions. It's about being attracted to one another again. It's going into those places and not being bogged down with televisions and all this other stuff and Internet making social media. God forbid. Make sure that you're getting back to one another and you'll see, man, that not only will the communication increase, but that intimacy level to where you're really understanding each other without them saying a word. I tell you, this is good stuff, Eric. It's good. The key here is, is communication and communication does build to intimacy. You know, um, we're getting ready to close out the show and, and something in the spirit stirring up in me. And it's going to seem so awkward bringing it up at this moment since we talked about it earlier. But Eric, I figure I, I, we got to talk about it um, before we close out. And it goes back to when we were talking about because I like the way you had put it before about asking her, you know, asking Deborah, you know, what can we do differently um, to, you know, to make our, our sex life fresh, you know, and not routine, that kind of thing, which is a great question. But something started in my spirit while, you know, while we get to the end of the show is that there's certain things based on our past as men, we desire and want for our from our wives because Either we've been exposed to pornography or some type of unrealistic, some other female that we had that did something to us and just turned us out. And now we're expecting that and we're hoping that she brings that up, you know, and wants to do that. And and you can speak to this as we close out the show. But my thing is what's stirring in my spirit is that it is so important, I think, for men, if it's something that you desire that you want her to do that she does not feel comfortable with, let it go. Your, her number one, your, your number one desire should be to make her feel safe and confident and comfortable. And Eric, I want you, if you want to add anything to that, I don't know why that just stirred in my spirit, but it just brought back. And I guess God wanted me to mention, it, even though it's out of order now, based on how I've been asking my questions. <laughs> but okay. do you want do you want to share anything and add anything to that? Man, I, I think you're absolutely right, man. There are some things that we were exposed to outside of marriage that we were never designed to be exposed to. Let's just be honest. There's some, some stuff. So if there is something in that, in that framework, we have to understand and just kind of put that aside and say, you know what, that's, that's not going to happen here. And, and it, that takes maturity. That takes maturity. Um, it, it also takes someone to do a self-evaluation and say, okay, what's more important? her fulfilling this need or us having the marriage that God has really called us to have. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm, and so I'm glad we, even though we brought out, it just came out of left field. I'm glad we, we closed on that because man, she, God has made us a covering. We're her covering. We're supposed to be her protector. And the last thing she should feel is unsafe with us 
Or again, go back to that comparison. Okay, if I'm not willing to do this, he may not think I measure up to the other women he's been with. And so, man, we have to not only um, guard our heart, but protect our heart. And so I'm glad that um, that the Holy Spirit stirred that up in me to, to mention that before we close out um, the show. Eric, thank you, man, so much. <laughs> we didn't get to the man up question, but that's cool because you're going to be back on the show again. So Whew, I'm back. glad. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually glad on that one, bro. <laughs> I know because I was going to go there with you, man, when it came to the, the sex questions. But uh, but thank you so much again for um, I know you didn't expect to be on the show twice in, in one week. But um, <laughs> but thanks for agreeing to take time on your schedule to be with us and share from your heart and give us some great words of wisdom. And I mean, I learned a lot and I can't wait to experiment with Tanya. <laughs> with this stuff but before we go um even though they can listen to the last episode which i hope they go back and listen to part one of this but let us know how we can get in contact with you if they have further questions and they want to reach out to you absolutely guys i, I get a lot of of um our real men connect uh communication i get a lot of people coming into my facebook page man feel free author eric a terry senior is the um <clears throat> facebook name so you can go there and i'm constantly i i've managed that page myself so i am constantly answering questions uh from that page um so they can also always reach me there but also they can send information through our website realtalkrelationships.com all right and then air we'll put that in the show notes so that i have access to that and i mentioned earlier that um, you're on, in Real Men University because you're a contributing faculty member, a faculty member there, and you also have a um, a live show that you do on Facebook. Um, I think you said every Tuesday. Every Tuesday at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, man. We just had a really, really good show this past week about trust and marriage. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So, so they, yeah. I'll, so there's many ways they can they can catch you and check you out. Absolutely. And and we be- actually, man, we're actually transitioning those videos to our um, uh, Real Talk. Real Talk Relationships uh, YouTube page. Oh, okay. So those, those videos will be up on YouTube as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. And guys, thank you guys for listening because you know without you, there will be no Real Men Connect. And please do us a favor, and this is so important. Take about 30 seconds to go over to iTunes and rate the program for us. Let us know what you thought about Eric and what you thought about this show. And guys, there are any other ideas or other issues in this particular topic that you want us to discuss? Let us know. Just drop us an email. You can just send us an email at realmenconnect at gmail.com. That's realmenconnect at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Joe Martin, your man builder with realmenconnect.com, reminding you that that we are males by birth, but we are men by choice. So each and every day, choose to be the man God called and created you to be because a male is a terrible thing to waste. So until next time, stay strong, stay blessed, and as always, stay in his grip. Thank you for listening to the Real Men Connect podcast with Dr. Joe Martin. Real Men Connect isn't just a podcast. It's a mission, ministry, and movement to help good men become the great men God called and created us to be. And the best is yet to come. So if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review in iTunes. It really helps us to build the podcast and to reach, teach, and impact more men, all for the glory of God. And make sure you check out realmenconnect.com to get our free tools and resources to help you go from good man to great man God's way. Again, that's realmenconnect.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Real Men Connect is a listener-supported podcast, and we're now the number one radio podcast on iTunes for Christian men. If this podcast has blessed you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to bless and transform the lives of even more husbands, fathers, sons, and leaders, please prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. Just go to realmenconnect.com and click on the donate button. And may God bless your faithful giving.